The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's July 13, 2022, and this is Pro Wrestling Script of the Pods of the Network. My name is Shannon Young. With me, of course, we have the original host of PWU and the uh, original GM of Championship Wrestling, the Double H. Anyone who turns this on to normal speed is going to be very, very confused. So here's what happened. We just did three minutes of the show, <laughs> and I didn't realize that I had not unmuted myself from when we did CCW Live. So the audio exists, and it's just Hunter going, yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me, Ed McManning, my way yeah. through life. Yes. Just laughing at bits that aren't there. <laughs> Talking about Hulk Hogan's tweets. Yeah, all about you... how he thought his good friend Bam was dead for Damn seven it. years and never found the time to visit him. Oh my god, you missed such a good thing. <laughs> Us laughing about fucking Hulk it's Hogan. All right. Thinking his friend was dead. For, like you said, he just never found time to go pay a visit to his friends. <laughs> Couldn't get there. That wasn't seven there. years. Oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> You fucking asshole. He was, he was bamboozled. <laughs> that was one of my best jokes that I did on purpose, <laughs> and no one gets to hear it. Fuck me. I All mean, right. now, they'll put it together. They'll figure it out. Someone better. All right, well, we here's the point we got to, uh, and we just condensed three, four minutes of a show into one minute there. Uh, right. We, we had just got to the part, and I kissed Ace and Dalton's ass, and I talked about how great uh, Nerdiest Part of the Ring as Accessor said. You guys yes. already know this bit. Uh, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the thing we hate in wrestling this week as the counterpoint mm-hmm. to Ace and Dalton's positivity. So, Hunter, the thing I hate in wrestling this week... This is going to be a short show because now I'm in a bad fucking mood. You know why I'm in a bad mood? <laughs> Let me tell you what? what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Tell me. This is tell not me. wrestling related. So okay. last night, you remember I was thinking about ordering Domino's, right? Correct. But it kept trying to give me the Domino's over by Towers here in Cape Girardeau, over by, you know, uh, on Spring right. Street, which is... For, for those who don't live here, it's a campus yes. uh, restaurant. Like, it's close. It's too close to a college campus. You know good and well that if you've ever lived or been in a college town, you don't generally want to order food from the college area. Yes. Like, if it's too close, it's dangerous. Yes. Agreed. So, I decided not to order it. Well, today, I had a free pizza. And I'm like, I'm going to get yeah. pizza for lunch. So, I got on there. I, I changed it to, to carry out this time. And yes. I ordered my pizza. I went over to the one on King's Highway to pick it up. And I noticed there's no orders on the shelves. And I realized, oh, fuck. Even though I didn't order the food last night, it still it automatically set me to the one over my towers. So now I had that to drive... Good. All the way across town to go to that of fucking course. Domino's. I got my food 40 minutes late almost, which was mm. fantastic. And I was in so- Oh, my God. If I had been outside my car, I would have put another dent into it. I was so <laughs> fucking angry. Yeah. Was it at least good pizza, though? No. Yeah, I was afraid of that. The pizza was... Because it was from Domino's near campus. The pizza was okay. But they they did yeah. have this this new thing where they're like bread bites and it comes with like a uh, cheese dip. That was actually pretty good. I like that. That was still good. Thank, thank God. Go. But the pizza itself was okay. And I think it's God's sign telling me, hey, big boy, why don't you cut down on big, the pizza? Big boy. Big boy. <laughs> cut down on the pizza and, uh, you know, eat something healthy. Stop drinking all that whiskey. Maybe you get some maidens on your on your Elden tier. I don't know. Elden tier. <laughs> Oh, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I'm uh, I'm desperately trying to, based on the thing we were talking about yesterday. I'm so I'm mostly like cutting carbs, increasing protein. That was kind of the goal, plus the workout stuff. Which the latter is no big deal. Once I get into a routine, I'm I'm good. Um, 
the former is like, oh, so when I get that burger, I guess I better toss that top bun, huh? Mm. Mm. No, it's fine, honestly. I, I was a little worried about that, but uh, I found – I got from Burger King earlier because we didn't feel like cooking tonight. Got the old Impossible Burger. That was a good choice, Hell right? Yeah. That's Meat. pretty good. Yeah. Or it's, uh, it's, and, they, yeah, they taste really good. Yeah. They're now doing it where it's not just the Whopper. You can get, like, the, the like Big King or whatever. Oh, Big So it's King. like – yeah, it's like traditional burger stuff, onions and mustard and ketchup and stuff. The, t- the bottom bun was connected to nothing, so raccoons are eating that right now, I'm sure, somewhere out in the yard. <laughs> and I just, uh, I just ate deal. It was all right. It was, it was not bad. Um, Do you? Uh, but yeah, Sarah, Sarah got a small pizza, and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, we'll be doing too much pizza, and not, not me, because it's way too much white bread." The next time, mm. next time we go to your place to celebrate, it's going to be all. Healthy Which food. will be soon. Yeah. Less than a week. Yeah, no, Hunter, that's not you true. You don't win no. friends with salad. You can splurge when you can. <laughs> you don't make friends with salad. Mm-mm. Um, Damn, there was, <laughs> oh, there was something else I was going to mention, too. And now I, 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 Probably the thing that you hate most so, in wrestling. Yeah, but it was something else, too. Yeah. Hold on. Was it being almost out of whiskey? Because you ain't got much left in that. Uh, what kind of glass you got there? <laughs> Looks like one of those Flintstones glasses from uh, McDonald's back in the mid-90s. Nope. Lord of the Rings. Hey, there you go. Oh, that's a classy move right there. I don't know about Lord of the Rings. Anyway, <laughs> it's better than the Flintstone. Yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> the first Flintstones had that great casting of John Goodman as Fred Flintstone, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, uh, fuck. What is his name? I don't even remember now. I legitimately don't remember. He was Louis Tully in Ghostbusters. Oh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. He was Barney? He was Barney in the first movie. Really? Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that. And that's, uh, I, I love Rick Moranis, but that's terrible casting. No, terrible casting was Roseanne, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell. As, as Betty. That's terrible yeah. casting. Yeah, that ain't great either. Anyway, we're not here to talk about films. We're here to talk about <laughs> wrestling. Uh, and the thing I hate most in wrestling in this week is that fucking Monsters trailer by Rob Zombie. I lied. It's actually about film. <laughs> I, I, oh my god! Like I was gonna talk about the live Natalia stuff, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Anyway, I yeah. can't think of anything I hate more this week other than Domino's than that trailer for the monsters. That that was baffling. That was mind boggling. Campy. I thought it was a and joke. I, and and I get that it's meant to be campy. The show was campy, and everything building up to it was. But I agree with. Uh, I think I think Asa said it actually. It was like it just was a bad trailer. No yes. matter what you're trying to evoke, the trailer itself is strange, man. Yeah. Everything's way too. And it's, it's weird for a Rob Zombie flick to say this is too long. Away. Yeah, it's too clean. Everything's way too clean in that. It doesn't look like any kind of lived-in universe or any kind of, like, you know... At, the Adams Family always has this nice little evocation. I know they're not the same thing, but of, of like, a little bit of morbidity in the background, the spider webs, and it looks lived in and all that. Not this. This thing is so polished and yeah. bright and just... Oh, no, man. Also, why does Herman Munster sound like a 12-year-old? Like, I understand that he's younger, but why does he sound like his voice is trying to break constantly? Also, if it's a it's a comedy, right? When's it going to be funny? Right. When does the comedy come in? Like, because it's corny. I mean, I get that it's yeah. PG, but it's corny, man. Like, if, Ugh, you, if you want a bad. good example of how to do that kind of comedy, right? Look at the Addams Family movie. It's a fantastic sure. movie. Well done. Ralph and I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's been a bad Adams Family. The animated one didn't get quite the reception they were hoping for, but my understanding was it wasn't bad. I never seen. Um, it. Never seen. And it. then did they the, do all the, the live action? 
Oh yeah, okay. Maybe there After was Raul one Julia that was yeah. yeah, well, because they did the first two of Raul Julia right. with with uh, Adam Sandler and then Values, right? And then I think there was a third one. Yeah, and I think I'm it had Tim Curry and Angelica Houston was not Morticia. In fact, I don't think any of the original cast came back except maybe the little fat boy. But I don't. The Adams Family me. Reunion. Yes, Tim Curry was in, and it's uh, you'll never guess who played Morticia. <clears throat> um, Daryl no, Hannah. It was Daryl Hannah. Yes, I only got because I heard you go duh, and I immediately put, the, <laughs> put them together. Wow, that's Jerry, weird. Jerry Messing did indeed comes back, come back as Pugsley. I think he was one of the only ones who returned. Estelle Harris was the great grandmother. Wow, wow, that's, that's weird. weird. Yeah, I would never have guessed that. No, either yeah, way, this thing came care. out in '98, and it uh, it's, it's it got it. It's it's sitting at a three point eight on IMDb. It's going to be better than when the monsters the monsters hit. That just look, and that's got some. I've got doesn't uh, look good. Daniel Roebuck is in the film as uh, Papa Papa Vampire. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Oh yeah, I, can't I never watched the either. monsters. I never watched yeah. them. Yeah, but I love Daniel Roebuck, so I'm like, well, maybe I give a chance for him, but probably not. Well, that every everything if fucking I've Zach seen is, is going to suck <laughs> that dick dry. Trust me. <laughs> everything I've seen says that the, at the very least he's doing a really good. Uh, oh, he's just called the Count. Um, that he's doing a really good impression of the guy who did it originally. I still think the Rob Zombie cast and his wife and everything. I get why he does it. I don't. I don't. You know, and she's not even a bad actress. It's just yeah, right. I was nepotism. gonna say, yeah, it's just like the 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 Resident Evil movies with um, Mila Jovovich, Mila Jovovich and Paul W. And, Anderson. And, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's not they're not bad actresses, but a lot of times it feels like they put them in things that they or, don't fit in. Or Tim, like, it just Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter. Like there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a thing. Anyway, that's yeah. the thing I hate in wrestling. And if you're like, oh, that doesn't have anything to do with wrestling. Rob Zombie directed Halloween, which starred uh, uh, Tyler Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine. Who was a Tyler Maine? Who was a professional wrestler? So there, shut the fuck up. Yes. All right, Hunter, your turn. And was also Sabretooth in the X Men. He movie. was in the first. Uh, one. Well, in, not in the, one, yeah, not the good Sabretooth. Right. <laughs> the the very campy one. By the way, did you um, catch the end of Miss Marvel? Yes. We'll yes, talk after the show. Okay. Yes, we will. Um, yeah, I, I've loved that whole series. All right, so I got an actual thing that that is is directly wrestling related. Okay. I absolutely hate when companies do not maintain championship titles. So it was pointed out uh, not too long ago that, and we we've off and on talked about the Sasha Banks and Naomi drama. Um, there's really not a lot to talk about that specifically. I guess we can probably use this to segue into it. But as of the past week, it seems like they've been removed from the internal rosters at WWE, that they are probably officially out. They're still not talking about it. Um, but if you recall, when the two of them left, when they walked out of that episode of Raw, they were the women's tag team champions. They infamously left the belts on Johnny Ace's desk. Um, those belts have not even remotely been addressed since then. There well, were rumors at the time that, oh, they've been vacated and there's going to be a tournament for yeah. them. Yeah, there's going to be a whole thing. Um, that has not happened. It has not been addressed since then. And the current going rumor is that it's probably not going to be addressed anytime soon. And I know there are probably some people right now going, you know, frankly, that might be for the best. The women's tag team titles were always an afterthought. Mm -hmm. They were having to slap together two people who had nothing to do with each other just to have them compete for them. But when I say maintain a set of titles, I don't mean get them out there and get them on somebody and, and make them fight for them. I mean, just treat them like they're any level of importance. Yeah. Just just treat them like they're some level of prestige. Either 
address them and retire them or do the other thing we were just talking about. Start treating them seriously. Start bringing up some female tag teams. Start having some women pair together and make sense as a team. Have an actual division. I do not understand the current mentality of let's introduce a title every two years and then have nothing to do, have fuck all to do with it for the longest time. Right. Like it, it, that shit drives me up the wall. When I was a kid and I was watching wrestling, I remember kind of wishing there were, you know, some more titles, especially when it felt like they started consolidating a lot. Cause there was that period uh, toward the end of the attitude era before, you know, all the WCW titles came into play that it was world title, world title, intercontinental title, tag hardcore women's that was it right unless i'm forgetting something the european title got retired they didn't have it for the longest time and it kind of felt like okay you've got a lot of people on this roster and some of them don't have anything to do even though you don't have to have a, a, a championship belt to have a good you know uh feud but then over time stuff started getting saturated and they started you know trying to take the brand extension seriously and now all of a sudden you've got a main, a secondary, a set of tag belts, a women's belt, um, a women's tag belt. You've got a, a joke title in the 24-7 title. They're all over the place. And then you still somehow have a creative team that can look at some of the most talented people in the world and go, oh, we got nothing for you. Sorry. Yeah. We have the, nothing for you to do. The 24-7 title has more reverence than the women's tag titles. Absolutely, yeah. And and from an adult perspective and from somebody who's been watching wrestling for a long time, it's easy to look at that and go, well, yeah, because it's a gimmick and it you can sell it to advertisers and it's there to you know be a nice little comedy break in between the serious stuff. I get why it gets treated like all in all more, more importantly, for lack of a better term, than, than women's tag titles um, because they have not put any effort into them. But that's what's pissing me off. Put some effort into them or retire them. Yeah. Treat this stuff with any level of prestige. There should be no reason that a pay-per-view exists or whatever they call them now, premium live events. And I don't even know if they're still doing it, but you remember Night of Champions? Yeah, all titles. They had a specific, yeah. yeah, where you had to defend every title. That shouldn't be a gimmick, man. That should just be the go-to understanding for any of those major you know, monthly events. Unless, of course, they do some storyline thing that dictates that they can't. You know, somebody is trying to hold a title up for ransom or, or something or other. Um, yeah, I... That shit drives me nuts, and I feel like WWE is, is the biggest um, culprit with that right now, because AEW does a really good job of being reverent of their belts, I feel like. I mean, they take them pretty seriously. So I, I was going to talk about that. I was going to say AEW, it does feel like that, but they have... They really marketed themselves in the beginning as the the adult wrestling alternative that's taken more seriously, you know, but then you have guys like orange Cassidy, who we talked about earlier. You have a lot of joke stuff on there. They have a ranking sure. system and I feel like does the ranking system and they tout it all the time, but does it actually matter? Cause it feels like they just kind of throw people in there whenever they want to. Um, that does also kind of bother me. I wish that was taken a little more seriously when it came to the titles. I think when it comes to the titles themselves, they do a really good job, but if you're going to, that's a, that's, that's their version of it. If you're going to have a ranking system, use it, do something yeah. with it. Cause it, it just feels like, this guy might be the number one contender, but they're going to put, you know, the CM Punk went for the title or, you yeah. know, whoever is going for the title whenever they want, just because the, the storyline yeah. needs it. And that makes sense. I mean, that's how wrestling has been done forever. Uh, that's how WWE does stuff. And I guess that's why they treat their titles with so little dignity is because they're just props. You know, they, they, what was the old uh, edict that they did of, you can't call the titles belts because belts hold your pants up. You have to call them titles. Right. If you're, if you're going to take it that fucking seriously, then maybe take the title seriously. 
Right. Maybe, you know, you know have people defend them and take them. Right now, and I know this is going to be another good segue, Liv Morgan feels like one of the only people who is taking this stuff seriously. Because, sure, you've got Roman Reigns, who's had the belt for 16,000 days at this point, or yeah, whatever the number six is. Six years, tomorrow. But he also never defends it. I saw it pointed out earlier today somewhere that the WWE title, since he won it at WrestleMania, you know where this is going, don't you? One defense. You? One defense against Riddle back in June. Yeah, so he won days. it in a match. Yeah. He defended it in one match. A hundred days yeah. he's had the belt, and that's as much movement as he's had. What, what are we doing? Why do we have these things? What is what is the point? That's, that the, that's the problem whenever you put both titles on one person especially. And, yes. you know... Uh, now you've got Austin Theory with the Money in the Bank briefcase, and he's going to challenge for, I assume, one of the titles, not both. I think that could be their out, is that he wins one of the titles and Roman keeps the other one or whatever. I don't know. I hate the title unification thing. I, I hate the brand yeah. split. I remember back in the glory days of my youth when I would watch wrestling. You know, I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, and it was very much, especially in the 80s and, and early 90s, it was world title, intercontinental title, and tag titles. That was it. And everybody yep. wanted the titles. It felt like yeah. that was the point. The Royal Rumble. Everybody wanted to go for the title. Uh, it, it, they right. felt important when uh, Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan for you know and unified the Intercontinental and World Title. That felt like the biggest thing ever. Right and now they that throw was that. Huge. That was huge, man. Now they throw that shit away on a random pay per view. So I'm sorry, premium live event. So <laughs> yeah. A box-like yeah. structure at a medical facility. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Again, I don't even hate the idea of of having a multitude of titles. It's nice that the that there are a set of women's tag titles, so that you know every woman on the show is not completely pigeonholed into a single division. Like, give them something else to do. If there are men or male tag team specialists, there should be female tag team specialists. But that has to be cultivated. Somebody's got to have time to do something with that. Which they got rid of. It feels like you know you had the iconics right. there. The Iconics sure. held the belt for a song and a dance, and that's an yeah. established tag team that you did and nothing And that was with. one of very few, which is also another thing that drove me crazy. You remember how long the Riot Squad existed when it was just um, Ruby Liv and Morgan Liv. and Ruby Riot? Yeah, yeah. And, and still could not win those belts to save their lives. How many times did they put them instead onto random collections of their more, you know, Which, overall popular stars? They st their inaugural women's tag team champions were Sasha and Bailey, as I recall. Yeah, and they, they do that. It's not just a women's thing, unfortunately. That's with men too. Oh they, yeah, they love putting together the. I mean, random Orton and Riddle. Tag teams. I mean, that's yeah. one of the biggest tag teams in the company right now. Is is those two, and they're they're literally just a couple of guys thrown together, and it can work. I'm not saying never do that. It just drives me a little crazy when you can see that somebody has been kind of shunted down into the tag division uh, on the women's side of things. So, okay, you, you've been competing for the women's title for a while. It's clearly never going to go to you. Nobody's behind you. We're going to team you up with somebody, and that'll be your thing to do. Yeah, because tag team wrestling, that used ugh. to be my favorite wrestling when I was a kid. I mean, yes. you know, talk about the days of the Rockers and the Steiners and Harlem Absolutely. Heat. Uh, in, in more recent years, you know, you've had people like, uh, what What was, not Alpha Academy, what was it when it was Chad Gable and uh, Jason Jordan? It was... American um, Alpha, wasn't it? American Alpha, yes. Yeah, those yep. guys were fantastic. Even Tucker and Otis were, were really good. Uh -huh. uh, of course, you've got the Usos and uh, Street Profits and guys like that. So they haven't given up on tag team wrestling completely. But no. 
Man, you could do so much more with tag team wrestling. I was watching the Wrestling yes. with Regret review for, oh, uh, I forget which show it was. It was a Great American Bash, I think. I forget which year. Maybe 94 or uh-huh. earlier. And, you know, the, you had the Steiner Brothers were on there. Uh, the Freebirds were on there. The um, uh, Jim Cornette, uh, the, the, I can't think of the name. Rock names. and Roll Express? Rock and Roll Express. Well, not just the Rock and Roll Express, but the other guys. The Midnight. Oh, the Midnight Express. Midnight Express, yes. Like yeah. man, they're such good tag teams, and nowadays you just you've got like three. You've got the Usos, yes. Street Profits, and New Day, and then whoever they throw yep. together. Yep. Anyway, I mean, you can you can pick up a team like I promise I'm not going to keep harping on this, but uh, you know, how are you going to pick up a team like I guess they finally decided to call them the Viking Raiders? Or no, I'm sorry, they're now the new vicious Viking Raiders because they are trying to get that over like crazy. How do you screw those guys up? They yeah. came into NXT, they steamrolled over everybody, they come up to the main roster, and it's like watching Karrion Cross all over again, so or, or Killer Cross. They, they I were, mean, it, it just... Well, uh, they, were, they were War Machine on the Indies, which is a cool name. But they yes. come into WWE, you can't use War Machine, obviously, Marvel, so right. they called them right. the War Raiders. That's a fine name. But no, sure. War Raiders wasn't good enough. Then they changed to the no. Viking Experience. I shit you not. Do you remember yep. that at one oh, point, yeah. their name was the Viking Experience, mm-hmm. and then they changed it to the Viking Raiders... And I don't know anymore. But they 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 still called their finisher the Viking Experience. Yeah. Which still makes no sense. They do not get subtlety. I thought the Ascension was a good tag team, and they got dick all. Ascension was a great tag team. When they team. got to the they main roster. They were a ton of fun. Those guys were super talented. Uh, the work that they did when, when WWE was still doing that you know fun stuff with Southpaw yeah. uh, regional wrestling yes. and the parody stuff, those guys were great. They were hilarious. Uh, uh, the, when they did the stuff with uh, Brizongo, when the fashion police. Yes. That's good yeah. stuff, man. I don't know why WWE hates fun. Fun. Couldn't keep it. <laughs> they hate fun. Anyway, let's let's segue onto this. You mentioned Liv Morgan earlier. Let's talk about Liv Morgan for a second. We're super happy about Liv Morgan yes. winning the women's championship. Very well Absolutely. deserved. Jim Cornette doesn't think so. He thinks she's too girly and too cute to be a, a serious champion. Uh, Jim Cornette and I agree on a lot of things. Uh, this is not one of them. Fuck yourself. Because I think Liv Morgan is a great champion and someone that works very, very hard and, like you said, takes it very seriously. Her merchandise is apparently yeah. selling through the roof. She is getting huge crowd reactions at all the house shows. She is a bona fide star, which makes what happened over the weekend pretty baffling. And I still don't think they've come out with a good explanation for what happened. Did you see the video? The video of the, the match itself? Yes. Yes, yeah. So actually, I meant to mention that finally today. You and I talked about this last night, and I had heard from other people too what had happened. And for whatever reason, I never went to look at the video, but I did see it today just at random. It was in a set of clips of some things that I was watching. Um, it's not, I, I will say this before we get into it, it's not as egregious as I thought it was. Um, Natty doesn't, I'll, I'll let you explain it all. I, I thought that she stood up, like she full blown got to her feet. Uh, she she kind of like rolls over and pops up to her knees before she leaves the ring. Immediately, and for whatever reason, oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it's not it's not a, a good thing. But for whatever reason, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, by all means, explain it out. It was a house show. I don't know where it was. Uh, Natalia and uh, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey in a three person tag for or three person match for the women's championship. Uh, Liv hit Oblivion, which is her finisher, went for the pin on Natalia, pinned her one, two, three, and as soon as the pin, like as soon as she got the three, Natalia got like climbed up to her knees, like she wasn't hurt at all, mouthed something off to Liv, pointing at her, and then rolled out of the ring and walked away. And Liv just kind of stood, sat there, kind of stunned. I think she was smiling, like she didn't understand what was going on, and it was it was shocking when I when I saw this video because 
this is some Austin Aries type shit. You remember Austin Aries famously did this to, to John Morrison in Impact when yeah. Morrison beat him for yeah. the title. Uh, just kind of got up and walked away. Like the, I mean, w- when you part of wrestling is you have to sell for your opponent. You have to make them look good. So when you get up after their finisher, like nothing happened and walked off, it makes everyone look stupid. So right. the explanation that I heard from Dave Meltzer, who is boy, you can't get higher in the in the wrestling respect than Dave <laughs> Meltzer, Mister Five Stars. Sorry, Asa. Um, I look. I know that Dave Meltzer's been around for a long time, and he certainly carries a lot of clout. But it is it is becoming hilarious to me to see the entire community turn their back on him because his reports kind of follow this pattern of all right, this is a thing that ha- like okay, this this event happened this weekend. On Monday, he reports, yeah, there was definitely a problem between the two of them. By Wednesday, it's uh, actually it may not have had anything to do with with Liv yeah, at all. Yeah. And then by Friday, it's well, it's either she had a problem with her or she didn't. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> something ha- something happened. <laughs> you may as well have told me that they uh, that all the people involved in the in the match are either human beings or they are not. Or they are eggs. Okay. That have grown. <laughs> so they are literally legs. anything yes. in the universe, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. He said exactly like uh, you said. He said that something happened in the match that pissed Natalia off, but then later it was, well, something pissed Natalia off, but it had nothing to do with Liv, which to me is even worse. If something happened that had nothing to do with Liv Morgan and Natalia's answer to that was to completely no-sell Liv's finisher and make her look stupid, then that is horribly unprofessional, and that is awful. Natalia is someone that is supposed to carry a lot of respect in the ring. She's right. been doing this forever. You know, she's a graduate of the Heart Dungeon. Uh, she's a serious competitor, and never heard of anything like this before. So it's really baffling why she decided to do this to Liv Morgan, of all people. The one the one explanation I've seen that could um, carry some merit, because if you watch the video, you can kind of, and it might just be one of those, they said it, and now I'm looking for it, and I can see it, um, supposedly somebody who was there said that it looked like Natty had something wrong with one of her eyes after something toward the end, like maybe she lost a contact or she got poked in the eye doing something, something that happened. And so she was trying to do something with that. Like she was rubbing her eye or like, you know, kind of poking at it, trying to get something out of there or whatever. And Liv went on the attack. And so there was some miscommunication about like, maybe Natty was trying to tell her, Hey, give me a second. I got to figure this out. And she didn't. And so then after the match, she was upset about that. Um, still the Meltzer's shit ex- happens. Oh, absolutely. And Meltzer's explanation of like, well, no, it, it, she was mad, but it had nothing to do with her. Makes no sense. If you watch the video, Natty literally points at Liv directly, and like pointed something. jabs with her finger and says something and then rolls out of the ring. And Natalia, like actually, you said, immediately after her finisher, she so. tweeted about it. She tweeted something that got deleted, but, uh, Natalia tweeted, she said something like, I was actually telling her, thank you. Which makes no sense either. Like at that point, you can't tell if she's fucking with you because she's <laughs> is she trying to like uh, is she trying to make up some bullshit to smooth the situation over or is she fucking with us at this point? I don't know, but it's right. a really weird situation. That, that I know often when I you know get my change at the grocery store, I jab my finger pointedly at the cashier and go, "Hey, thank you very much for giving me that back." <laughs> Especially when someone is violent toward you, you always thank yes, them and point, point towards them. I've, Absolutely. I've I've messed up some spots in wrestling before. You know, pretty uh, pretty bad one that I had was when I was managing uh, Otis Crowley and he was wrestling Matt Cross, M Dog, and there was a spot where I was supposed to grab Matt Cross's leg when he went up to the top rope, but I didn't know he was going to go up to the top rope twice. 
So the first time he went up to the top rope, I went over and grabbed his foot and he kicked me away and just kind of said, not now. And I stood down and then we finished it up like normal. And I felt like an asshole because I'm like, oh, you know, Matt Cross is a big star and I just fucked this up. I look like an idiot. And backstage, I apologized profusely as, as one is wont to do. And he was just like, you know, no big deal, man. It happens. You know, it's a live show. Don't worry about it. So for Liv Morgan and Natalie to do this and, and Natalie to, you know, get up like that and do this, it had to be something egregious done to her. And I can and we'll probably never wow. know. So this is just going to be one of those mysteries. But I feel bad for Liv Morgan because it kind of made her look stupid. You know, I, I will say this as annoying as it was to watch, because, yeah, like you said, Liv Morgan is riding a high right now. Um, she also feels like the kind of person who, like, if anybody starts doing stuff like this, it could bring her down from the inside. Don't want that to be the case. Right. Um, I, I will say this much. I at least appreciate I'm not going to give WWE the credit for this. I don't know who it was or, or, you know, if anybody even thought about it, but it was not addressed on TV. It didn't get turned into an angle. Yeah. It did not become a thing on Raw. I mean, you know, I guess technically it might get brought up on SmackDown. Let's keep our fingers I crossed that not. doesn't happen Friday right. night. Right. But yeah, as, as of this point, it is strictly it's a thing that happened at a live event. Um, it is only out there because somebody got a video of it, and there were obviously people there watching it. And hopefully that is where where it ends in terms of WWE's involvement. It does not go any further than that. Whatever happened between them is okay, and it doesn't become a, a story or something. Hopefully so, because that would be would be really, really bad. Uh, really quick, some news that I wanted to share with you. Hunter, you know AJ Ferrari, right? Say that again? <laughs> you know AJ Ferrari, right? <laughs> no. Oh, well, he No, is a, I do not. He is a member of WWE's Next in Line program. And okay. he has been dismissed from the Oklahoma State wrestling team uh, due to an investigation of sexual assault. So. Oh, good. Well, so I was going to ask what the next in line program is because this is the first time I'm hearing of that, but I'm going to go ahead and assume it's like a, like an early scouting thing. That's what I was like. Hey, we so. want you showing up at some point. Okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> that's that's all. AJ Ferrari uh, has been booted out of the Oklahoma State wrestling team and will probably not uh, probably not be signing to WWE anytime soon, or will because clearly they don't care about sexual harassment or assault in WWE from the. Yeah, you know, from from the story we're gonna tell here in just one second. Yeah, that's it's um, <laughs> man. I so first of all, I'm glad that they have a program like that. Just in general, this is the first time I've ever heard of it, and I was not aware that that was a thing. But that's it's good to know that they're at least you know reaching out to people early on. I guess um, probably obviously not the point of the story, but I guess worth mentioning. Um, that said, I guess it's also good that somebody's keeping a close eye on that program because somebody does something like that and then squeaks by into uh, the company, then that's just going to be even worse the further it gets down the line. Uh, but no, I did not know. You said AJ Ferrari like I was just supposed to know who that was, and I feel like that was the bit, That was the and bit. now I'm getting it. Yeah, okay. that was the bit. Um, <laughs> the longer it went, the more I was like, am I actually supposed to know who this is? <laughs> Uh, in other news, well, because I mean, when it, when it comes to like you know those kinds of wrestlers, uh, Gable Stevenson uh, has now been introduced. All right, you you want something for your like hate in wrestling? Because I know you got to hate this the same way I do. I hate prolonged introductions in wrestling. They introduced Gable Stevenson at WrestleMania last year, yeah, twenty twenty one. We've hired him. It's going to be a huge deal. Nothing happens for 365 days until this year's WrestleMania when they once again make a huge deal about Gable Stevenson coming to WWE. He's on Raw the night afterward. Have not seen him since. That's it. Three months ago. Yeah. At least, was it three? It was April. Yeah. 
like three months ago. It's been haven't a heard a word of this guy since. Yeah. What is he doing? What is going on? Um, moving on. Also, <laughs> this uh, last week, wrestling uh, women's wrestler Jordan Grace made some comments about Chris Benoit. And we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I do want to briefly yeah. mention that yeah, I know. So so it's while we're not going to mention what she said, because yeah, none of that should have been brought up in the first place. Um, I will. In the aftermath of it, I know that I had, I had seen that she apparently was reached out to like the, the members of his family, like reached out Daniel Benoit. Oh, she reached out to and others reached out. She was okay. It was them. the other way around. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. And they had a conversation. She she's she donating some money yeah. to like CTE research and all of this stuff. And then, um, Nancy's sister, sister yeah. Nancy Benoit's sister said, you know, it really, I'm not going to quote her here. Cause I don't remember exactly what it said and I'm not looking it up, but the, the gist of it was basically, kind of drives me nuts that every time this shit gets brought up, Nancy and um, their son, what was his name? Not David. Daniel? I do not remember. I'm going to be honest with well, you. Well, okay. One of the two was the living son, and then the other one was, was killed. I think Chris Daniel was him. the one that was killed, but let me see. She mentioned you know, her sister and and the son that was killed. She's like, their names continuously have forgotten in this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Nancy, Nancy and Daniel, you know, were victims of this. Yes, Chris was a victim of some things too, but he also perpetrated this stuff. Right. And every time it gets brought up, oh, we're gonna donate, you know, to to CTE research and all this other stuff, and it's like, and yet you keep leaving Nancy and Daniel's names out of it. They're victims, man. Like they they deserve the remembrance here. They were completely innocent victims of this whole situation. Right. It's just a little gross. Especially I, that they keep ignoring the the sister who's like constantly fighting to keep their name in the news on that. I also think it's gross how WWE manages to constantly wiggle their way away from all repercussions or responsibilities yeah. whenever shit like this happens. Do you think that part of why Benoit did what he did was because he got hit in the head with chairs and took so many bumps? Probably. Absolutely. I mean, there was the the you know the stat that said he had the brain of an 85 year old Alzheimer's Alzheimer's patient. Uh-huh. So, but WWE constantly wiggles their way out of this shit. They they do it sure. all the time, and that makes me sick. Which is why, again, we're gonna talk about it here in one second. I'm glad. I'm hoping that they finally have something fucking coming to them, some kind of repercussions. But what yeah. Jordan Grace said of, I will just say this really quick that Benoit couldn't hang with today's wrestlers was, I think, objectively a stupid statement. Like not even taking into account what he yeah. did as the monster that he was. The whole argument that today's wrestlers are so much better than like the re- the wrestlers of old, just because they can flip more and all that shit. Like I no man, it, no. it doesn't work for me. I mean, I, I'm not really in the business of hyping up Chris Benoit. Right, I don't want to defend wrong, Chris Benoit. You, well, she said right, the same thing about angle. Just, that angle, sure, yeah, that if, angle couldn't hang. Fuck no, out if of you want to just take it completely away from that again, like you said, it's just an objectively stupid statement. Like I know it's difficult to watch Chris, Chris Benoit matches now, but if you're gonna make that kind of comparison, go watch one. Go watch that and watch, like you said, Kurt Angle. Um, don't get me wrong; both of them doing a lot of stupid things that led to some real problems. Not even just with with Benoit. Chris, uh, uh, Angle had you know some pretty severe issues himself with oh, yeah. with uh, substance abuse and, and everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and all that. Um, but but yeah no the the idea that it almost feels like this is the kind of thing you say just to get people talking about you yeah like like what what even was the point otherwise yeah I don't get it and 
I remember there was a match a couple years ago that really put Ricochet on the map, and probably Will Ospreay too. It was, I believe it was Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. And everybody talks about how it was one of the best matches they've ever seen. And athletically, it was a fantastic ballet, admittedly. But like that, I don't like that kind of wrestling. That clearly choreographed, I'm going to kick, you go low, you kick, I'll go low. Yeah. Like To me, wrestling at its heart, the best wrestling are the guys like Kurt Angle. That pure athleticism, they make you believe that what it is is real. It doesn't look like it's been staged. To me, that will always be my favorite wrestling. So this wrestling now of oh. flipping and kicking and the stuff that is so clearly put together, I'm just I'm not a big fan of it. But to say that they couldn't hang, that is a ridiculous statement. Let's move on because I feel dirty talking about Crispin Wall, and it's just a stupid thing to say. <laughs> and also, yes. so this is a thing that Jim Cornette and I did agree on, except for the part where he called Jordan Grace fat ass, in which case, again, shut the fuck up, Jim Cornette, you fucking right. asshole. Like, oh, my God, that's – Every time you try to give Jim Cornette one point, he takes seven away because he for himself <laughs> he says something so stupid and archaic and like I want to oh man for such a brilliant mind for wrestling and a wrestling historian and a fantastic act he is yeah. such a fucking douchebag and an idiot anyway it occurs it occurs to me that if he ever stops managing um and and starts doing like that kind of commentary and historianism and stuff that that Cornette is doing uh. Paul Heyman will be the best possible Jim Cornette you could ever get. Yeah. Like, it seems to me like he fits that better. And it's bizarre because you look at the older, you know, stuff from Paul Heyman, and you think that guy's got to be a sleazebag. He's got to be the worst person in the world. And you hear from him now, and he has, like, pretty progressive views, and he's, you know, seems to be a really nice guy to hang out with and well, all that. So, say, I mean, Jim he just Cornette, inhabited the character really well. Jim Cornette is super progressive. He's still an asshole. <laughs> You know, yeah. you can't. You can't. Yeah, be, that's true too. I, I don't understand how you could be so progressive in one hand, be pro LGBTQ, pro pro all right. these things, very liberal, but at the same sure. time, body shame somebody. Like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? What a this is 2022, yeah. man. And yeah. he's not the. Or I'm sorry, she's not the only one that he said stuff like that because he was the one, one of the ones who criticized CM Punk about that a lot too, as I recall. Talking about it wasn't he? I don't know if he was the one. Somebody called him like skinny fat ass. That was uh, like the, that was Triple running, H. That was Triple H. That okay. was during a promo. He, in that ring. he called yeah. Punk, you skinny and fat ass. People jumped on that because they're like, yeah, well, he's little, but like he's not even in shape or like tone. Dude, come on. Let's. Like, you don't have to look a certain way to be a good wrestler. I'm sorry. Those things are helpful, you know, for, for talent in some ways, and they're, they're good for appearances. But, I mean, some of the best wrestlers in the world are not in that kind. Look at Strongmen. I mean, it drives me nuts when people talk about it, like, oh, you've got to have you know the muscle. No, 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 no. When you're looking at those kinds of competitions, like those muscle competitions, those guys are not necessarily the strongest people. They just have good definition. Yeah. You look at actual strongman competitions; those guys have bellies that yeah. will, yeah, they will, you know, rival some truck drivers. But it's all muscle underneath there. Yeah. <laughs> they have actually trained to do shit. So guys like Kevin Owens, who you know, yeah, Kevin Owens lost some weight in the past couple of years. Um, but he's still not in any way, you know, he doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger did, did at his peak, and yet he might be stronger than him. He might be more agile, more capable. He's definitely more and agile, it's, but yeah, Schwarzenegger, there's, there's no... Schwarzenegger at his peak? No, man. No one could beat him. <laughs> but you know who gives him... He was him, just the first one that came to mind. You know who gives him a run for his money, though? Who's that? Vincent McMahon. Vincent Kennedy, Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> Who at seventy four thousand oh, years old has the body of a modern day Adonis and the sex drive of a twelve year old boy with money because it got worse. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm a margarita did. and whiskey in, and I'm gonna have another margarita when we get out of here. It's been a rough fucking day. 
So, McMahon, last week we talked about the, well, for over the past couple of weeks we've been talking about this thing that's been going on with him, this, this, these settlements that he's paying out to these women. Well, the Wall, Wall Street right. Journal put out a new article that says it wasn't just one woman. It's actually, what it was four women that they found uh, totaling up to about, what, $13 million? I think it was, yeah, it was 12 to 13 because I remember the average ended up being, because the, okay. I hate that this is why I remember it, but the the running joke slash the memes now are the three million payment. The one I keep seeing is there's a, a, a very like posed picture of this man clearly sitting at the end of a, a boardroom table. He's like got his hands folded and he's smiling and it just says POV. You're about to receive three million dollars. Oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. me feel dirty. Yes, as um, well it should. One of the women. And they didn't name the women, but she was apparently released in 2005 after being coerced into oral sex by McMahon, who then she was demoted and eventually fired. So the Internet's trying to figure out who it is. They got a good idea who it is. I'm not going to name names because that's just speculation. You can ruin reputations that way. But it's a pretty disgusting trend that McMahon has done this. Speaking of things that I hate in wrestling, let's tack on to this. I I can't believe I didn't think to, to bring this up earlier. Uh, but now's as good a time as any. Did you hear what Chris Jericho had to say about this whole thing? No. So it basically amounts to. I have a headache. He he he's <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho was asked about it in some interview. I think about the, the like Rock and Rager thing coming up, but Vince was brought up, and he's pretty much treating it the same way that people started to treat the. Um, the Clinton and Lewinsky situation saying, is it right? What he did? No. Is it illegal? No. So while I don't condone it, like legally, he didn't do anything wrong. Um, you know, that's just wrestling. He's like, people are going to say that's just wrestling. That's how it is. But then he never says, but they shouldn't say that. And that's not how it should be. Yeah. That's he just kind of leaves it at that. That's so difficult. And it's like, dude, come on. Completely ignoring really the, the power structure. Uh, right. Okay. That was the other part of it. Sorry. He he brings up. He specifically mentions. You know, Harvey Weinstein. When he was doing crap like this, he was then preventing people from getting jobs. This isn't the same as that. And I was like, Oh, is it though? It's exact Are same. you sure it's not? It's exact I think same. It's almost identical. Coercing Gross. a female talent into Ugh. giving you oral sex and then demoting her and dropping her and then paying out a settlement because you know you fucked up. It's the exact same thing. It's 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 and hitting it's them with an, ND, an NDA. Yeah, yeah, not allowing them to talk about it either. It's an abuse of power, and like I don't understand how Vince McMahon still has supporters. I don't understand how fans are still going to cheer him. I mean, a lot of them. All right, to be fair, some of them don't know. There's a lot of fans who probably don't know any of this is happening. We know this because we follow the news. But sure. I would yeah. I would guarantee a good chunk of the audience doesn't know any of this is happening. So when Vince McMahon so, goes out, he's still their hero. But like for for the fact that it's a publicly traded company that all of this is happening, it's widespread, it's all over the news, and not only is McMahon still there, despite the fact that he stepped down, he's still running the shows, which makes Stephanie look like a fucking tool and an idiot too. Yes, yeah. So just for the record, because I wanted to look it up, he's all over the place in this. Jericho was asked about the situation. Um, was it on a podcast? This is the part that I missed. Yes, on the True Jordy podcast, whatever that is. Um and his direct statement was, quote, is it a surprise in any industry when it happens? Well, you, or when you look at it, it's really not illegal. He had an affair, paid the lady off to not say anything and moved on. It's almost like, okay, and people want to jump on it, but there's always an undertone of it's wrestling. Oh, it's just wrestling. If you look, that story came out with a bang, and then you haven't really heard anything about it since. 
if this was Hollywood with Harvey Weinstein, that sort of thing, the difference between that is he was holding women back from getting gigs, Harvey Weinstein. Either bang me or you don't get the starting role. This has never been said in Vince's thing. It was a mutual acknowledgement of the affair. He paid her to say nothing, and she took the money. I really know Vince well, and it sucks that it happened. It sucks that he did it, but is anything really going to happen from it? I don't think so. Well, that part's true. That part's right, but that's true. that's the thing. He's all over the place. He makes it sound like he's he's not you know cool with it, but then at the same time, well, but like, also, did you really have to include that? Was yeah, that necessary? Him saying that like this isn't Harvey Weinstein. This was just Vince. They had an affair. And then he paid them off not to say anything about it. This happens. There's nothing <laughs> illegal. The, I mean, yeah. How many of the those, all right? So I'm not gonna name names. I'm still not gonna name names. If you know who they're talking, who they think they're talking about, you know. But a woman like that, or any of the women from the divas, or whatever, any woman talent there, how many of them do you think were really clamoring to go down on Vince McMahon because they were that sure. attracted to him, and not because they felt right. like they had to because he was the boss? Like, are you that fucking dense to think that right. they're just over there fucking wetting up the seat they're sitting on because Vince strolled into the office? Like, get the fuck there out of here. There is a there is a reason that in basically every corporate structure, um, inner office relationships are either totally condemned and banned like don't do it or we will not employ you uh or you know you'll get some kind of reprimand or whatever or at the very least they require disclosure agreements especially if it is at differing power levels that you're in different parts of the company you have to disclose to hr in a relationship this is the thing we understand that we can't let it affect our work etc etc um none of that was happening here None yeah. of that was so so when you say oh it was a consensual relationship maybe from the perspective of she didn't say no but this is very much a, just because she didn't say no doesn't mean she did say yes right situation yeah this is that Aziz and sorry thing where you yes. know he talked a woman into going down on him when she didn't want to but she kind of right. felt like she had to because he's and Aziz and he sorry. was the kind of guy who came out afterward and said oh I did not even remotely think about how messed up that was and I will never do that again. Like he immediately went back on that was a terrible concept. You're not gonna get that from Vince. You're man. not gonna get that from Vince. That's not going to happen. He's strutting around like he is fucking innocent. He doesn't see the fault yes. in what he's done. He hasn't no. apologized. He hasn't said anything about it. Vince. He has specifically been on TV because it's happening without saying people. that that's the yeah. case. How how long had it been before he'd been on TV before that? Other than discounting WrestleMania because it was WrestleMania. Discounting that one was the last time you actually saw Vince on a show. Um, it was way before that with Theory when they with were theory. trying to build yeah. him up. Yeah, and at least there so, was a point to that. He was in right. an angle. He wasn't just showing up to say, welcome to SmackDown, which is just a giant middle finger to everybody. Yes, and 100%. I, I really, really want something bad to happen to Vince McMahon in this. I want him to get burned. I want him to go to jail like yes. Bill Cosby did, as short as it was. I want something to happen yeah. to Vince other than in a, in a couple of months he Tarnish just comes right back. the legacy. Well, reveal what's underneath that like put it out there for the world we've all speculated for a long time many of us just already have that mentality of this is bad show it to everyone yeah and get I, it out there i love this quote this internal quote sent from wwe to its employees that says the wall street journal has published a second story with expanded details on its initial wwe report last month we want to reiterate that we and our board of directors take these allegations seriously We've been cooperating fully with the investigation led by our board of directors and will continue to do so until its conclusion. Please know that upon its conclusion, WWE leadership will make itself available to answer any questions you may have. We take this seriously. You take it so seriously, Vince goes out there and struts and fun on the fucking camera like nothing happened, and he's still backstage telling you what to do. You would take it very the seriously. Only, the only thing I can say about that is, I mean, how, how much control do they really have? 
they they can't just directly start going against him because then those people are liable to get fired. They're probably right there underneath his thumb anyway. But it is a publicly so, traded company. Company. You would think that there would just sure. somebody could, could hold their feet to the fire, whether it's shareholders or what. I just I hate they the, own too much of the stock. I hate they, the idea the, that the they're going to family Vince. owns too much of it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The only absolutely. way Vince, Vince is not going to find any, he's going to die. He's going to die eventually, like Jimmy Snooky. He's going to die, and then everyone's going to talk about what a shitty person he was. But while he's alive, uh-huh. he's going to get away with whatever he wants, like fucking Donald Trump. I Absolutely. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, it's I, almost one to one in comparisons. Yeah. I mean, I will weird. say. So uh, apparently, Netflix. Did you hear about? They had a Vince McMahon documentary. They dropped, they dropped it. Yep. They said it was close yep. to being done too. They put tons of money into it, millions, and it's done now because of this. I look. I'll say this about that. Um, Netflix is is what it is. Um, Netflix is stupid. Drop dropped it. I wonder how how accurate that is. I bet they shelved it. I bet they put it somewhere in the background. And like you said, if Vince drops dead tomorrow, that thing will be up the moment that it hits with a new ending, the, the airwaves with, <laughs> with a new, a ending, new ending. Absolutely. Yeah. They will, they will finish it up that, or they'll sell it. They'll sell it to somebody else who will put it up there. Cause somebody's going to do something with that. If they put that much effort into it and it's that close to being done. Yeah. No part of me thinks that that thing is going to languish in, in hell forever. They'll do something with it for sure. I hate it. I hate it. And I want, for once in this fucking world, for there to be some kind of punishment for people that do bad things. You got good people out there getting shot and killed every day for making small mistakes. You can't hold a old, rich, white bastard, put his feet to the coals over something he did that there's records of? Like, come on, man. What kind of fucking no. country do we live in? Because you, you said all the key words, old, rich, and white. <laughs> I mean, you you put them all, th- oh, and, and, and bastard, which implies that he's male. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just you just hit all the key words there. That's you, all he needs, really. Have you ever, do you remember the <laughs> skits on SNL, the Black Trumps? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were no, they were them them Trumps. Them Trumps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god. All right. Congratulations <laughs> to uh, to Bowen Yang for his SNL Emmy nomination. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. And Kate McKinnon. I meant to look through and see. Yeah. I was gonna say I assumed it was more than just her. Was that in the background? It's a video. Okay. That's it. <laughs> My niece is riding her bike. <laughs> That's it. Let's just call it there. I'll tell you what we're going to do. That seems like now. a good idea. I'll tell you what we're going to do now. We're going to mosey on down to Valentine for one last yes, we are. one last trip through Red Dead. One Den. last drink of whiskey at the saloon. Rockstar, I love you, old man. Red <laughs> but well, we, we couldn't save we you. We couldn't save you. All right. So, guys, if you do have Red Dead 2, Boot it up one last time because they've announced officially there's nothing else. It's over. Nothing coming to it. Nothing coming to it. They're just going to. And I <laughs> look, this is not the show, but like, has this been an extremely dramatic response from the community? Yes. <laughs> the game is not dead. The servers are not going down. You can still play it whenever you want. There's still an awful lot of good content. We played Red Dead cons- like like exclusively for yeah. the good part of like four months straight last some of year. My, some of my best um, memories. For sure. Absolutely. But but the unfortunate thing is that there is nothing new coming. So yeah, once you put about a hundred hours into it, you're gonna get pretty much everything. Which is still a hundred hours, so, you know. Still a hundred hours, yeah. still totally worth a look. It's a shame it's not on Game Pass anymore because now you gotta buy it. But that, that's the one thing that, yeah. that does drive me crazy about this is that people are talking about, oh, Rockstar fucked us over, you know, I'll never buy from this company again. But you're talking about an online add-on to a single player campaign that was already game of the year and amazing and you got a hundred hours of online look they gave us what we wanted it couldn't last it's the comparison 
it's the fact that GTA is still going and that this oh, isn't. And is that's, it? that's that's always going to be because GTA is it's it's funny to me that the much more modern game makes it much easier to get away with absolute chaos. And Red Dead you start that you're going down Quickly. quick. Lawmen don't yeah. play them games. Nope. And you can't jump on a yeah. fucking train that can fly through the sky and shoot rockets from it like in GTA. I'm mad right. now. I'm going to go drink. <laughs> We're out of here. Until tomorrow. I play Red Dead. And all new pro wrestling and scripted was tonight, actually. Yes, and it was. Tomorrow. It's an all new <laughs> After Dark. I'm done. Hunter, get me out of here. Fuck. All right. AD tomorrow night. Something new coming there. Horse time on Horse Friday. Time. Maybe we'll talk about Red Dead then. Uh, but until then, for myself and for Shannon and myself again, uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shannon, take us out. <laughs> Later, damn it. <laughs>